Thomas. Terrell Thomas here <laughs> from these Urban Times joining Sam and Greg. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929 thegamecom This is kind of bittersweet, man. Short of something happening, you know, in that you know, in, in the NBA world, it's gonna be a minute before we talk to you again. And so let's just put a wrap in your mind on this these finals and then uh this season and anything else you want to get off your chest. Of course, I'm sure Sam has a question oh. for you too. <laughs> First and foremost, good morning to you, gentlemen. Always a pleasure. Uh, I, I certainly enjoyed how the season came to an end uh, as far as the Golden State Warriors wrapping it up. And, and quite honestly, it, it was kind of funny to me. I was sitting and thinking uh, as the Warriors won game six on just kind of how fitting it was that in the, 70, the, the NBA's 75th year anniversary, we've seen the Warriors, the team that's kind of been the team of this, this millennium, or you know, the, the, the newer generation, see them capture another uh, championship. I thought it was really cool. Uh, I definitely tip my hat to the Boston Celtics organization. And we, we see what they're building. We see what they have in their young superstars. We still have some room to grow. Uh, but it was good to just see that the, the NBA, you know, is in, is in great hands uh, with, with the young talent that the league does have. But it, it was really thrilling to see Steph Curry finally capture that, uh, that, M- that NBA Finals MVP award. I think that uh, Steve Kerr ha- has really niched his, his name as what, being one of the uh, top five greatest coaches to, to coach in the NBA. With, with this performance is probably the uh, the worst roster that the Warriors have had, you know, in any of their championship runs. With just the team being older, with, the, with there being so many young and, and uh, inexperienced guys on the roster. Uh, so I, I really enjoyed the finals. I enjoyed how that how that went. And uh, as you mentioned, the season has come to an end. The draft is coming up. So now we, we, we turn towards the 2022-2023 season. Both spending time on the waitforit.com hotline with Darrell Thomas. He is social. You can find him on Twitter at Eldorado2452 at Eldorado2452. One thing about the playoffs and the longer you uh, your team stays around at them, Terrell, uh, you have players who um, take advantage of that stage and capitalize on it. Who uh, who do you feel? I know there's one specially for Golden State, but, but who else you think really capitalized on this extra exposure to be in this uh, to be on this stage and has really set themselves up uh, for something big coming up? Yeah, well, as you mentioned on Golden State, a gentleman who I've kind of been campaigning for the entire postseason, and Andrew Wiggins, that guy just continued each each series. He was better and better, and he showed a little bit more. Um, and it was also delightful recently, a gentleman that you guys know very well, I know it, is Sam Mitchell, former NBA great, former coach. He was speaking on his time with Andrew Wiggins and just how uh, the rumors were never true about Wiggins maybe not having a high IQ or not really having a high motor. He was uh, just throwing out his numbers, how in the last four years he's only missed about six games in total. And, and you, you look at one season, he's played 79 games, another season, 78 games. He just doesn't miss time. It, it, it's good that the common, the uncommon NBA fan in uh, folks who just watch, as you mentioned, when it comes on this stage, now knows who Andrew Wiggins is. On Boston, I would also have to say Jalen Brown. Now, of course, we know Jalen with him being, you know, an Atlanta native and, and coming up here with his basketball roots. But I don't think a lot of people outside of the Boston area really, really know how talented the young man is. I know he's been an all-star and everything like that, but I just still don't think nationally people understood uh, how great that, that young man will be. Um, so th- those two, from 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 the finals perspective, uh, I, I don't want to really say Jimmy Butler, but I, I do believe in the eyes of many, Jimmy Butler wasn't really a superstar. They just kind of looked at the guy as. Uh, so, so you know, I, I hear a lot of people talk a lot of trash about Jimmy Butler. Surprisingly, a lot of people don't really like his game, and 
uh, you know, again, you know, the, the folks like us who maybe uh, who love the game or basketball savants, you know, they really know what Jimmy Butler brings to the table. But a lot of people were really surprised with his postseason performances. And, I mean, we, we, we saw some of the headlines and things like that. And for me, it was like, wow, you know, a guy who already has had a career in which he's had, it was just kind of surprising. So I think I think people realize that Jimmy Butler is a little more than an all-star uh, during this postseason run. And although they got eliminated quickly, it's just Giannis. I think Giannis and his series against the, the Boston Celtics proved to everyone that although he didn't capture another MVP trophy and he won't be uh, crowned a champion this year, he is certainly one of the best three players in the NBA. So I would have to throw those names out there. Wow, that's a lot to chew on there. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. You got me thinking about a couple things. First of all, I'm almost about to defend Jimmy Butler, and I don't know why I need to, but I can understand why some people <laughs> feel that way. He's polarizing. The dude got more commercials than he does championships, kind of like Ricky Fowler that way, you know. But he is. He, he just he kind of makes people curl up the corner of their mouth. And, and again, I can, I, can, I can understand it. But one of the names that I latched onto when you were talking about people who emerged – from these finals in a way that whether you expected it or not was refreshing and say what you will about Jason Tatum. And by the way, people may be pulling him out of the penthouse. We put him in when these playoffs started, you know, as people were questioning his heart, that's one of the things you can't measure. You can't see that on a stat sheet and for an all time great or somebody who's headed in that all time great, they usually don't shrink the way it seems like he's being described at, at this fair or not. I'm just saying that's that's one of the conversations. But the one that I'm thinking of was the team that got that veteran who'd been bouncing around the league for the longest time, and he had a chance to show himself on on the stage and did so, and I'm talking about Al Horford. And, yes, Boston lost, but this guy was showing up in games and, and doing things when some of those young stars weren't. And that's the one that I, you know, I, I was more than a little surprised that how he showed out during this finals. I don't know how you feel about that. Well, one thing about Al that I will say, and, and, and again, having the privilege uh, over the, over the uh, past few years when he was a member of the Atlanta Hawks, he's the ultimate professional. <laughs> like, I, I, I have to say that about Al Horford. He's always a gentleman or from my time in covering him and seeing him, he's always ready for the situation. The guy is always prepared. So, um, even though he's in, you know, the, the, the latter years of his career, uh, I, I agree. I was surprised. Uh, I, I wonder now, you know, will Boston bring him back? Will it be another team who, who, who may be, you know, short uh, from that veteran to, to get a championship that may look to bring him on? Um, but I was surprised. I still wanted to see a little more from out of the, the consistency. You know, he had a big game one, uh, and then he was kind of off in game two and game three. He was okay in game four. He did step up. Uh, in Game Six, he definitely made he like he was he was all on the floor defensively, uh, uh, going after Draymond Green instead of just settling for some of those three point shots. And when he was open for those three point shots, he was knocking them down. But again, that guy, he just I I I do believe that he's the gentleman in the NBA that people another people just don't. I don't want to call him a poor man's Tim Duncan because I think he has a better jump shot than Tim Duncan, and Tim Duncan was slightly more athletic than Al. But from a from a basketball IQ standpoint. Um, from the way that Coach Bud even used to use Al when he was here, it was kind of like that Spurs system and whatnot. Yeah, I, I was impressed with him. I don't want to really say I was surprised, but I, I knew he had it in him. But as you mentioned, you never saw him on the stage. Uh, so I, I, I was certainly uh, pleased to see him get this shine. And, again, although he's in the, the latter years of his career, I believe he still has a good three years where he can be a great role player for a team. So it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. Maybe he'll end up back with our Hawks. Okay. Uh, Terrell Thomas. Uh, turn to Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Yeah, something quick before we let you go here. Draft is coming up. What do the Hawks look for 
Uh, do we hear of any type of deal being done maybe this week? I mean, draft night trades, we hear about that sometimes. You think the Hawks might be along for that or just want to see what falls to them uh, when they when their time comes to uh, to pick this time? No, well, I, I do think the Hawks will be pretty active this week. As you mentioned, the draft is coming up on Thursday. Uh, it'll be at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Right now we have the 16th pick. The Hawks currently have the 16th pick. The Orlando Magic have number one, uh, the number one overall pick. But there are a, a, a lot of speculations out there. The Utah Jazz looking to possibly move on uh, from Rudy Gobert and offering the Hawks some outlandish things, maybe looking for a pick and uh, DeAndre Hunter. Uh, it, it looks like DeAndre Hunter and the Hawks may be coming to some type of an extension soon, so we should be looking out to see uh, if that's announced and, and if that does take place. But I do think the Hawks will, will uh, be looking to make some type of moves via trade. I don't really think that they'll be looking to utilize that draft pick, but I do think that they'll be looking to utilize it to maybe bring in some veterans uh so I, I do think it'll be an interesting week for a Hawks and something to look out for. And uh, who knows, maybe on draft day we'll be find, we'll be hearing about a blockbuster trade where the Hawks have added some offensive ammunition to their roster. All right, before we let you go, here give you a quick barbershop question, and you got to just uh, off the cuff. You didn't plan on it here, Steve Kerr. You mentioned his name earlier, all-time greats. Instead of telling me where you think he ranks, give me the all-time coaches that are ahead of him. Steve Kerr. Uh, I would have to say, of course, Phil Jackson. Go ahead. That's um, one. I wasn't. I, I didn't. I didn't. Of course, see Red coach yeah, that's with okay. and everything we he was doing with, with, with Boston. But but I, but I, I would I would certainly throw his name in there. <laughs> and then, quite honestly, I, I would be. It would be Steve Kerr. It, it 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 would be Steve Kerr. When, when you look at how things shape third, up, you have him third. Then, I would have him third. I have him third. Winning four and eight, being able to coach uh, uh, Steph Curry and how he changed the game. Kevin Durant coming and all the turmoil that. You know, came uh, that that arrived when he came and when he left. How he's taking. Uh, okay. I mean, and if you look at the, the franchise moved, although it was across the bay. You know, he went from Oakland to San Francisco. That didn't really seem to affect them too much. So I, I I would have to. They came from the bottom. They had a you know a top three pick a few years ago. Their franchise one of their franchise players was hurt. The other franchise player decided to go to Brooklyn, and, and he has these guys here now. So oh. I, I would have to say, in, in in the age of free agency and how teams change so often and whatnot, we don't see the dynasty that we saw in the '80s where you had you know team uh, guys that played together for ten straight years and things like that. You might have a guy that's on the team for ten minutes nowadays. Oh, oh. So I, I, I <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, you, we're up against it, and you don't have to, that's your choice, and that's fine, man. That's cool. You got a couple yeah, I, guys I, ahead I was of them. Three. I'll throw him at three. I got, I got a couple more. If you tune into the next segment before I do cast a gun, I'll tell you mine. Sam and I went at this earlier, but I have an update. I'm actually adding one more to mine, and I will tell you why. Okay. But, Terrell, <laughs> for everything that you have done throughout this NBA season, Sam and I thank you very much. And uh, hopefully, Oh, I we'll, thank you, gentlemen. I thank you. No, we I want, thank you. Thank you for coming on and, and, and doing what you do, and hopefully it won't be until the beginning of the next season before we talk to you again. <laughs> yes, sir. Enjoy your weekend, guys. Have a great weekend. Happy Juneteenth. All right. Yep, yep. Happy Father's Day to you, man. You too. You too. Yeah, that's right. Happy- oh, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, gentlemen. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's All Day right. to you. That is Terrell Thomas, Steve Urban.